What's up, Paper Cup? Welcome to Nate Punzalan, the podcast. Season 3, episode 3. It is Feb 19, 2019, and we are doing a Q and Nate on faith. I asked you guys on Twitter, at Nate Punzalan 6, if you guys have any questions about faith. And as usual, and I love it, uh, you guys sent me, you know, a truckload of questions. And I am so ready to answer all of these, but I don't have the energy or even expertise to answer all of them. So I picked out some of them. And I want you guys to know that as I answer these, I'm not, I'm not an expert. I'll explain that more in the actual episode, which I recorded before I recorded this intro. But I am coming from the context of growing up as a pastor's kid not as a Bible scholar. So I, I don't know everything, but I give you the advice that I know how to give. Yes, so these are the questions that we're gonna tackle. If a Christian committed suicide, did that person win the race or keep the faith? Why do the worst things happen to Christians and how do you keep your faith during these times? What do you do when you feel like you're losing your faith in Him? How can you differentiate faith from hope? How do you continuously seek God? Because there are times when I pray because I have to and not because I want to, which I really want to avoid. How do you mingle with unbelievers? For example, they drink alcohol. Paano ka po nakapili ng career between YouTube and sa naging work mo po? How do you cope up slash get back on track in life when you feel like you're losing a passion about a certain thing? What to do when you feel like you're not welcome anymore in your church? And... And yes, all of that. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Those are the questions. And we are about to answer them all. Also, before we start, I want to let you know that I sometimes talk a little slow and think a little slow. So if you want to speed up this podcast, most podcast players have that option. I recommend you speed it up even 1.5 times. 1.25, 1.5. Just to get over my slow thinking and slow talking. Uh, that's fine with me. And without further ado, let's get into the episode. Enjoy! Hello, Mike Chest. <laughs> Joke lang. Pinagsama ko lang yung Mike Test tsaka Mike Check. Yes, let's get into it. Question number one from... Balong XZX Kaya Stan. Wow. Alright, if a Christian committed suicide, does he... Okay, wait. I realized I laughed when I said suicide. Suicide's not funny. Okay, I'm just in a cheerful mood plus the way that I read Jung Twitter handle. Anyway, okay, let's be serious. <sighs> if a Christian committed suicide, does... Did he or she win the race? Did he or she keep the faith? Okay, um, I have looked a little bit into this issue. And again, for the whole episode, uh, you need to know that I'm not an expert. I have no degree in theology. I have no master's or doctorate. I am just a guy who grew up in a pastor's home uh, and just have the context and I guess the blessing uh, of being around the Bible and the Bible teachings a lot growing up. And what I know is that suicide is a sin. It's taking, uh, it's 
taking into your own hands the authority to you know to take away life um, when it's God who chooses when life is sustained or taken away and yeah um, Christians who commit suicide it's a very sad thing very tragic um, I do know people who have committed suicide um, close friends of close friends uh, is the closest that has that suicide has gone to me and I grieve with my close friends for their close friends it does not mean that you are going to hell when you commit suicide I cannot say for sure if you go straight to heaven or hell but I can say um, I am very sure that Jesus' sacrifice, his blood, and the cross covers all sin, past, present, and future. It's ridiculous to think that kunyare, the last thing that you did before you died, kunyare, you're, you're crossing the street and you get hit by a car or a truck and, and you die on the spot. You know, that classic example of if you die tonight, you know where you're going. Um, if death takes you by surprise and the last thing that you did was lie um, to your parents or watch porn or something, but you are a very Bible-believing Christian and you were really just struggling against that sin, but you believed in Jesus' blood covering all, no matter how mature or immature your faith was, if your faith was in Jesus Christ and not in your own works, then that blood covers your sin. And when you die, you go to heaven. And that's the essence of the gospel and just the beauty of the gospel. And it causes us really to have nothing to boast in. Ephesians 2, um, please correct me on the verse. I think it's around verse 10, no, Ephesians 2, that we are saved by grace and not by works so that no one can boast. So all the more, <laughs> nobody can boast about anything if the last thing they did before they died was sin, but they still end up going to heaven then all the glory goes to Jesus all the more because you know, oh my gosh, I don't deserve to be in heaven, but God is just so good. And of course, I'm going to give him all the glory for that. Those are my thoughts. Um, based on the question, you know, does he, did he or she win the race? Did he or she keep the faith? I really can't say. By Jesus Christ and his grace, that person will have lived the life that um, God wanted them to. Maybe not perfectly, but Jesus Christ's record is stamped onto that person's record. And in God's eyes, that person did win the race and keep the faith. That question exactly, I don't know the exact answer to. What I do know is I'm sure that suicide is not an automatic, you're going to hell. How does that become a graver sin than everything else? I mean, of course, it's taking a life which is, you know, heavier but all sin is sin. Eh? So all sin is sin, meaning even the lightest sin can send you to hell if you're not covered by the blood of Jesus. And even the heaviest sin can be forgiven because of the blood of Jesus. All right, that was uh, really heavy. Let's go to the next question. Why do the worst things happen to Christians? And how do you keep the faith during those times? Okay, let's get heavier. Wow, this is from Kaye or K, C-A-Y-E. Um, Kaisaya Saya. Oh, I like that name on Twitter. Uh, guys, tweet me if you have more questions. If you guys want to talk to me, give me feedback about my podcast. 
um, tweet me at Nate Punzalan six. Why do the worst things happen to Christians? I believe that you know, uh, based on Ephesians five, our struggle is not against flesh and blood. The war that we are waging is not against. Um, sure, the parang the the concept of war is so far removed from our generation because World War One and Two, World War One happened a uh, hundred years ago, na, diba? And World War Two, I don't know, like seventy years ago. And so it it's hard to think of war, but maybe we can sum it up in or we can relate in terms of you know our struggle is not against our grades or our teacher or our boss or you know family problems or whatever the real struggle is in the spiritual realm it's against spiritual powers cosmic forces in this present darkness wow so elaborate all these terms no but paul talks about this and there there's a lot more teaching on this and i'm not gonna um I, I love this topic, but I there's not enough time to really talk about all of it. But basically, there are spiritual forces battling right now. And it's not yin and yang dualism where, you know, the dark and the light are eternally battling ever since forever and until kingdom come. It well, okay, fine. Technically until kingdom come, right? Uh I that's not what I meant to say. Like I meant to say that dark and light are not gonna battle it out forever and ever and no one's gonna win. The clear winner is Jesus and the light and the kingdom of light um, in God the Father, right? And that's gonna happen when he returns. But right now, and I don't know why God made it this way, but there are, you know, there's just light and darkness and demons and angels fighting it out um, in the spiritual realm. Right now, uh, as you're listening to this podcast, because there is a voice, and I'm not going to attribute it to me, it's like, it, you know, it, it's God, but because there's a voice right now in your ear reminding you that there is a spiritual war and that we need to be vigilant and trust in the name of Jesus because He's our protection and the Word of God is our weapon, the sword of the Spirit. You can read more on the armor of God. Um, but yeah, because of because you're listening to all of this, there are and I don't mean to scare you, but there are spiritual forces that um, are commissioned by Satan to make you forget about what I'm telling you, to distract you from what I'm telling you, and even to discourage you when I'm telling you this. Because this is the truth. This is based on the Bible. And we are God's soldiers in the kingdom. Um, another aspect is sin, uh, it, which is really our, our fault, the human's fault. But Sabisa Romans 8, that the whole creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God. We're all groaning in the pains of childbirth. Why? Because sin broke the world. Sin destroyed uh, the perfect world that God had for humans. And the consequences of sin are not just separation from God, but death itself. So the whole world is dying. There are all these catastrophes happening, you know, tsunamis and everything, and sickness, and the plague, and... Um, you can you can look at the stats, but over the past decades, you look at the records of um, calamities, and it's just become more and more. And th- these are things that Jesus uh, predicted. And I I don't have the exact verse, but in his preachings um, in the Gospels, he said about when the end times are near, there's going to be wars and talk of wars. There's going to be uh, catastrophic events and and hunger and famines and things like that. Um, that's really all because of sin. Sin is breaking this world, and we are we are living in a broken world, in the midst of war, pa. 
And those are two of the main reasons why bad things still happen in the world, um, why there is still sin and suffering. It's not God who makes it happen to you. It's really the condition of this world. And if this should do anything for us, it should give us hope. Number one, it should... I, I just want to say that there, there are pastors out there who preach what's called the prosperity gospel, which is when you get saved, when you're a Christian, you will not have any problems anymore. Um, and everything will go well with you. You will prosper. I have to say that that's an immature way of thinking and that's completely false. Um, I think when you're a Christian, uh, honestly, and I don't mean to scare you, but the forces of darkness will want to attack even more, you know, a soldier of light. And that's you. If you're a prince or a princess in the kingdom of light, the kingdom of God, under Jesus Christ, submitting your life to him, you are powerful. Your prayers are so powerful. Your prayers can make, can move mountains in the kingdom of God and in the spiritual realm. And whenever you pray, um, even though you don't see a physical result, there are things happening in the spiritual that, that conquer demons and demonic forces. And, you know, um, I encourage you to do your own research on this. And I'm not an expert, but what I know and what I can tell you for sure is that the word of God is the sword of the spirit. That the name of Jesus is more powerful than any other name. And these are some principles that we can practice when we pray, when we worship, and we have victory. And because human beings are that powerful in the spiritual, Satan will try to distract us, give us idols to be distracted with, try to make us not think about God, make us discouraged, and even bring um, bad events upon our lives. And like we see in the book of Job, no? Um, Satan needs to ask for permission from God. He doesn't have full authority. Yes, the Bible says he is the small g God of this world, that he is the prince of the power of the air um, and things like that. God has uh, let him take some authority temporarily over this world, but he still needs to ask for permission from God before he, you know, puts suffering on our lives like he did with Job. And in the end, God has his plan. Um, you can read more in the book of Job if you want. Uh, that's a very good book on on worldly suffering or, or suffering in general and giving God the glory anyway and worshiping Him. So how do I keep my faith during these times? Um, remembering that it's a, it's a war. Remembering that it's not God who um, who is sending me all this suffering. No, Sometimes God sends me discipline. Sometimes God makes me stronger by making me go through... Uh, I don't know, like certain problems or certain things. And, and I know that for a fact because I do get stronger and my faith in him gets deeper. But there are also things that Satan is the one who sends it to me. And um, it's really part of the war. So don't be surprised because Jesus was the one who even promised in John sixteen thirty three, In this world, you will have many troubles. But take heart, I have overcome the world. And these are the things that I remember. That it's not God. God is a good God. God is a good Father. I remember the hope that Jesus is going to return and light will finally conquer the darkness. And the kingdom of God will finally um, transform all the kingdoms of this world to be um, God-fearing and God-honoring and, and perfect. Um, and this is the hope that the early Christians held on to. And this is the hope that I hold on to when I'm going through something. Uh, and it's an eternal perspective. Eh? The Bible says, set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. Anyway, this is a topic that I really love to talk about. 
and I don't want to spend too much time on this topic, but there, that's that's part of how I keep my faith during these times. What do you do when you feel like you're losing your faith in him? From Andre, 999-MNBVCXZ. Wow, nice. Um, okay, for me, there are several ways no, that I can end up losing my faith in God. And one is from problems um, and through things that happen in my life. For example, my friend, my very good friend, um, passed away. She was... Uh, in my closest group of friends, we were four. For for a year or two years, she was in that super-duper inner trusted circle when I was in high school. And since then, she's been a very good friend of mine. Um, lupus was the one that took her life, was the illness that took her life at the age of 23. We're the same age. I'm one month older than she is, or like even half a month. Um... It re- this happened literally last Friday. No, um, I'm recording this Feb 18, and she passed Feb 15. Uh, it was, it's catastrophic, and it makes me feel, it makes me want to lose my faith in God. It makes me want to get angry at God. God, why did you allow this? I have real questions, and I, I was grieving. You know, I, I literally was at the funeral service and at the wake the past two days i even visited the hospital um and and saw her body you know um it's hard but you know i'm i don't have the answer but i would like to think because she was uh she was really just a woman for the life for the lives of others you know she really had the passion to advance the kingdom of god she would always meet with people she was so compassionate she would help them through their problems and and pray for them um she worked for our church and she would always help in ministry um if her last words were andami pang kailangan gawin in terms of uh, I want to go on a mission trip here. I want to help these people. Pa. I want to set up a foundation. Literally, that was what was on her mind as she was passing. And, siyempre, yung tanong ko, Lord, why did you take such a wonderful person? Diba? Why did you... Uh, I, I don't have the answer. And dami pa niyang pwedeng gawin for you, Lord, in this lifetime. And sometimes you know i don't know if this is the exact answer but this is what i like to think i attribute it to the spiritual war i attribute it to there are you know god will have the final victory and right now she's in paradise right now she's in heaven with god you know uh right now she's actually happy and what matters is eternity but we set our minds on things above not on earthly things and if we set our, our minds on earthly things, then maybe it's a disappointment that she passed so early. But if we set it on the eternal perspective and on God's plan, um, it helps me get through it. Um, it's not that I'm there's no more sadness, but uh, it helps me get through it. And it helps me remember that, you know, there is a spiritual war right now. There is suffering. There is sickness because of sin. You know, the lupus was... It's it's really an effect of the broken and dying world uh, because of sin. So, 
I, I like to remember that these are the reasons that they're suffering in this world. And it's not God's fault. It's not God imp- uh, declaring suffering over our lives. The other one, the other time that I feel like I'm losing my faith in God is when I get apathetic. Nakakalimutan ko na lang si God. And I just stop enjoying my quiet time. And I stop doing quiet time at all. But I stop reading my Bible. And these are the times when I really, really need um, to spend time with God again, to worship Him again, to read my Bible again, to journal. And hindi ko nagagawa because I'm distracted by and uh, video games or um, just being so busy with work or hanging out with friends too much. Um, this is another time we can lose our faith in God when we forget about Him. And it, we don't feel like we're suffering, but this is actually even a more critical and more important and more dangerous way to lose our faith when we simply forget about Him and we get so engrossed and obsessed with worldly things and earthly matters. Not that things on earth are bad, but that we should set our hearts on things above more than earthly things. And even not on earthly things, the Bible says. It's that radical. And when this happens, when I need to get back to God, I go to people who I know will point me to God. Pauline is always there, you know. Pauline always helps me and and, um, points me back to God. But uh, even she will tell you that there are times when both of us are distracted and both of us are uh, not pointing each other to God enough. There are many times when I have committed that fault, you know, against Pauline. And I was supposed to, I feel like there was a time, you know, that I was supposed to say, no, you know, the Bible says this and this. But in the end, I, I don't say it. Then I go to mga leaders ko, mga pastors sa, sa church. There are always people we, you can open up to. Um, if you find that you don't have anyone to open up to this way, um, come, come to you, come to church. Uh, Come to you service. Sa Victory Fort, you know, Fort Bonifacio. I actually I go to the the twelve noon service in Victory Fort, so you can actually come on on Sundays and then say hi to me, and I can connect you to whoever. Going back to the point, I go to the people that I know will point me to God. I go to my guy friends, you know, yung small group leader ko, those people, and I say, hey, let's have conversations about God, um, and usually being around the right people. And having those conversations, even just me getting out of the house uh, and stopping my YouTube marathons all the time, and it's it's better. It's better to just be with somebody and talk to them about, oh, kamusta ka na? You know, how is your relationship with God? How's your quiet time? Um, and that usually sparks passion in me to read read God's word more or to spend more time with God, and that helps me get my faith back. Whew, grabe, these questions, no? Um, ang gagaling nyo talaga. I love, I love answering these questions. So, keep them coming. We're gonna have more Q&As. Uh, if you guys even wanna have a regular faith Q&A, no? That would be really cool. Tell me if you want that. Like, explicitly... Not really explicitly, but... Yeah, I guess that's the right word, no? Explicitly, tweet me, at NatePunzalan6. Um, if you really want... Like, I don't know, monthly or every two weeks na Q&A about faith. Uh, and you think that's a good idea. Or if you have suggestions, please tweet me at NatePunzalan6. Princess Lanting uh, at Sesme 
how can you differentiate faith from hoping? Good question. And for once, a question that uh, it's really good and I think it doesn't need too long to answer. Um, faith is the assurance of things that you don't see and the conviction of things that you're hoping for. Uh, and that's, you know, that's in Hebrews 11 verse 1. And, and faith is actually, it says, the conviction of something you're hoping for. Uh, that's not the complete direct translation or verse. Um, but I remember that there is the word conviction and there's the word what you're hoping for. So faith actually is one step ahead, you know, one step further from, from just hoping. When you hope for something, you wish that it will happen. When you have faith about it, you're confident that what you hope for is going to come. And yeah, I wish you more faith. God bless you. <laughs> Gwen. Hey, Gwen. What's up? Um, to Jake and Amy. That's her Twitter handle. She's cool. She's a Brooklyn Nine-Nine fan account. Uh, and she's going to Ateneo. Actually taking the same course that I took, Comtech. Anyway, uh, how do you continuously seek God? There are times when I pray because I have to and not because I want to, which I really want to avoid. I, I don't always continuously seek for God. Obviously, lahat naman tayo, we're all humans, and we all get distracted. And if uh, that's a result of the spiritual war also, and Satan's giving us distractions, one thing I want, I like doing is going to a place na walang Wi-Fi and not bringing any distractions. Um, I try not to turn off uh, my phone. And, you know, kasi, ba, you can tell the people that are expecting you to reply na, hey, teka lang, give me one hour. It's just one hour. And you turn off your phone. Um, if not, you can, I don't know, what, airplane mode or at least turn off the data on your phone. But you're out in a cafe na walang Wi-Fi. What do you have in front of you? It's your Bible or a book um, that has to do with God or the Bible or faith or something. And your notebook. And these two tools are one of, are, are two of the most important that you can ever have. Um, when it comes to seeking after God and keeping your faith alive. I love writing prayers to God. I love writing letters to God. I love journaling in a way that's, that it's addressing God. So kahit you start with, um, Hi God, today I went to school, I went to work, anything nangyari, and I'm really frustrated because this happened. And just getting into that zone of slowing down writing down your thoughts and at the in the back of your mind it's you're addressing it to god you're spending time with god um and so the times when you pray because you have to this is my personal experience but that's usually that usually happens when i'm praying uh prayers that i've recited a million times or when i'm praying uh, just, you know, I don't know, just for the food or just generally for my day or whatever. But when I make God cuento as a friend, when I make God cuento because he's my papa, he's my Abba father, um, it's it's a different dynamic. Eh? There's a more relational aspect to it. So when you pray because you have to, nawawala usually uh, yung relational aspect. Eh? But when you bring that back, uh, and I don't know. You you take remove all distractions, slow down, and you force yourself to spend time with God. Usually that sparks joy. Wow, sparks joy. Usually that that rekindles the passion for God. Just commit one hour. 
and trust that the Holy Spirit will work in your heart. Because you know, it's not you then naman fanning your own flame. Eh. Yes, you have a part to play in it, but it's the Holy Spirit ultimately that makes it work. So you pray. You pray, Holy Spirit, please help me rekindle my passion for you because I've been losing it. M and M's on Twitter, uh, at Mikaela, I think that's how you pronounce it. How do you mingle with unbelievers? For example, they drink alcohol. Cool. Um, I, you, so what? You know, like, I, I really don't think that there should be a, parang, a divide. There should be a distinction, but not a divide. Wow, okay, I like that. They're both these. Um, yes, a, a definite distinction, but no divide between you and an unbeliever. I think that um, maybe you distinct you you make yourself distinct from them by not drinking, and you know again this is this is a, a controversial issue, but it's a cultural issue um, in Russia where it's really a culture to drink vodka. You know I don't know, I don't want to stereotype, but <laughs> uh, it's it's okay right there in Russia, and there are Christians. Who do when they hang out, they drink, and it's not considered a vice for them because it's their culture. Um, different cultures have different. Dito kasi sa Pilipinas, it's it's very conservative, and drinking is really regarded as a vice. Um, it's not necessarily unhealthy when done in moderation. It doesn't destroy your body. For example, like smoking, smoking can really destroy your body uh, and your lungs. No, if you because of all the chemicals, whatever. I, I'm not gonna explain that, but um, and and that can be, you know, not taking care of the temple of the Holy Spirit. But alcohol is not necessarily a sin. It's a gray area. In fact, Jesus drank. Um, sa sa, you know, I I talked about this in a, in another video. No, I think it's my tattoo video. Uh, should Christians get tattoos? No, um, yeah. So it's a gray area. If you wanna drink with them. Then go ahead, but just take into account what message you're sending. Are you sending the message? Uh, am I? I am exactly like you in every way, and being a Christian is not at all different from being an unbeliever in your lifestyle. Then that's not really glorifying God. It's not pointing people to Jesus and not saying that hey, you know, we are distinct, not better, not worse, um, but we are distinct. Because we believe in God and we have uh, parang, uh, an integrity, identity, and conviction in Him. And yeah, so there's that aspect to think about. But beyond all of that, beyond, I don't know, sinning, when you choose to not sin, I think another aspect I like to show, not fake, huh, but to show whenever I'm joyful, is to show that I'm joyful. Uh, to show that I have peace in God. To show that you know, when I talk to somebody else, kunyari, about my friend who recently passed away, diba? Oh, how are you feeling? Condolences. Uh, I'll pray for her soul. Ganon. And I say, you know, I'm confident she's in heaven right now. What? Diba? And, and we talk about that. And there, there can be conversations like that. But it can also simply be being a friend to them. Um, I think I have a video about it. Search, put sa search term sa lang LGBT and pineapples on pizza. I'm sure it's in the title. Something like that, no? Um, I talk about uh, dealing with LGBT and I talk about how, 
sometimes the best way to be a Christian to somebody is to be a friend to them, is to just listen. Uh, Jesus loved to make cuento with, with people and listen. And he spent dinners, diba? whole evenings in the houses of sinners. Ano kaya ang ginagawa niya doon? Always just preaching the whole time? No, they wouldn't befriend him. They wouldn't listen to him. They wouldn't trust him. If that's all he did the whole time, it, it would be criticizing to their own lives. No, I'm sure there were maybe even jokes uh, that Jesus... I, I don't know if jokes were a thing in their culture. I, I'm no expert, but... Uh, <laughs> There, he would relate with them. He would have legit, like, I don't know, not, not worldly, like secular conversations with them. And that's completely fine. Um, I didn't know how to do that at all. Yun lang. When I was in high school. When um, my first year of high school, I would always be reading my Bible in class uh, and during breaks. And that made people think that I was weird. And that's not the best way to mingle with unbelievers, to be honest. Uh, it's better to look like a normal person and then people look more into your life and they're like, wait a minute, he's a normal guy but he has something extra about him. He's something special about him. He's always at peace. He always has joy. He's bearing fruit. You know, he's helping the lives of people. He's impacting other people's lives. And, and it's like his life is so rich. And to be honest, that's actually what Jesus wants us to do. He wants us to live abundant lives. He came... Um, to give us life and life abundantly, diba? And when we live that and, and we shine as lights in this dark world, people will see and people will uh, wonder why we're that way. And we can attribute it to Jesus. And that's how we share the gospel later on. But mingling with unbelievers starts by just being their friend. And you don't even have to like, I'm going to convert you. Uh, that's, that's not a very mature way of thinking about it. JJ Capistrano asks, Paano ka po nakapili ng career between YouTube and sa naging work mo po? Um, I don't think I had to choose between YouTube and sa naging work ko because yung naging work ko is YouTube. Um, that and uh, Conting Prod Housework. Uh, but yeah, how did I land on this line of work? I think it's ano eh, there's a Japanese principle uh, called Ikigai. And these are, I think I mentioned this in my last podcast, no? Four different circles, a Venn diagram, where they all intersect in the middle. And that's usually your Ikigai, which is like the thing that gets you up in the morning, the thing that you're really meant to do in life, parang um, it's a Japan. It's a secular principle, but it's a Japanese, uh, it's a very wise principle. I think the four things are... It impacts the life of lives of others, which is actually I think the thing you're supposed to mention last. It's the most like mature one and self-actualized one. But there, it it impacts the lives of others or it helps the world. That's number one. Number two would be it makes money. Number three would be you're good at it. And number four would be uh, yun yung mo. You love doing it. And that's what I found in YouTube uh, and doing the, these podcasts also, uh, just just helping people and adding value to their lives. And in the end, I know that Jesus Christ's commission was to go and make disciples of all nations. And I know that I get to do that with my channel. And I'm not... But there, there's a difference between face-to-face interaction uh, that's even deeper engagement. You can really minister to a person deeper that way. And, and that's something I do off-camera, off-screen, and something I don't even mention to people because they don't really have to know. But that's where I am now. And... I believe that my work 
is uh, accomplishes those four things in Ikigai, in the Ikigai principle theory, whatever. And also, after praying about this for a few months, when I graduated college, I found that, um, you know, God was, number one, not presenting me with any other solid options than naman, which means that I really felt like He meant for me to be here. And I felt peace in my spirit. Also, after talking to, syempre, you know, my parents and asking for advice from uh, leaders and mentors in church and people, uh, I, I really found that I wanted to do YouTube. I love it. Uh, their, God's provision is here and it impacts the lives of people, adds value to them. And I feel like I'm also getting better and better at it every day. Okay, see Luis from Luis Cruz on Twitter. I think we've met already. Uh, I remember your face. How do you cope up slash get back on the track in life when you feel you're losing a passion about a certain thing? Okay. Um, depende naman yun kasi if, you're, if it's the passion that you're supposed to be accomplishing in life talaga. What do I mean? If it's essential to your life. So, kunyari itong YouTube, pag YouTube ko, making videos. Siyempre, that's a passion in my life that is essential because yun na talaga yung line of work ko eh. If I give this up, I'm gonna have to find a new job and that's gonna be really big hassle. So, I'm not really stuck, but I'm here. I, this is my work. This is my means of uh, getting bread. So, when I lose my passion for this, what do I do? I'm, I guess I have the luxury of being able to take a break, which I did. Uh, last January, I didn't post any videos at all. Um, and it would be nice, right? If, if it's a passion that you can take a break in, then take a break. It's good. Um, that period of me not making any videos inspired me again. Oh, I I want to make me more videos. If it's really your passion, then yeah, you're going to want to do it again sooner or later after you burn out. Um, Burnout kasi is characterized by um, you're required to do it so much that you know you don't want to do it anymore. So cut back on your requirement to do it. Um, and then if it's something that you can't take a break from, then maybe talk to someone. Uh, that's what I do. I like talking to people. I like asking for advice. I like you know do just just get humble, right? And be okay with being not the smartest person in the room, the dumbest person in the room. And listen. Listen to people who are more experienced than you, who are wiser than you. You're bound to gain some experience there. Look for those experiences. Now look for those conversations. Ask to join a dinner. Um, if you know a mentor, ask, you know, hey, can I treat you to coffee? Diba? And ask them about it. Everyone, diba? For everyone, it's a base-to-base cases. Base-to-base cases. That's so funny. Sorry, I like to say that. Uh, it's really case case basis, just in case you don't recognize the joke, right? Anyway, um, if it's something that you are not required to do for the rest of your life anyway, then reevaluate. Bakakindi mo talaga passion. Don't be afraid to let go of it, um, especially at a young age. Uh, I know that a lot of the people listening are still young. Um, even me, like I'm still young at my age now. So even if you're in between 20 and 25, that's still generally young. If, you know, it's not really your passion, then it's okay to let go of it. It's okay to find something new. God has a plan for you. Right? And 
in the season that you were in for the past year or two years or I don't know how many years doing that passion, I'm sure you learned a lot of lessons and I'm sure you grew as a person. If it's time to move on, then it's time to move on. Um, yeah, other things I like to do, I don't know, watch YouTube videos about it. And another thing is actually to sleep on it. Um, sleep really works wonders in terms of how your brain processes things. Uh, and then another thing would be to journal. And not journal on text on your phone or on your computer where you can easily get distracted and where typing is so much faster. No, um, try journaling with pen and paper because you're forced to slow down. Your brain slows down so it can chew and ruminate on your thoughts even more. And the tangible, you know, pen and paper writing, moving your hand is also psychologically uh, healthy. You know, it, it helps you really process what you're writing. So try doing stuff like that and just vent, like free write, like don't even care about grammar. And just say, hey, you know, um, I am feeling really, I'm feeling like I'm losing my passion and this is the reason why I'm, I'm losing my passion and I want to get it back, but I don't know how. And if you just keep going, you're going to find an answer there. Andrea, um, Chandrea Ford on Twitter asks me, what to do when you feel like you're not welcome anymore in your church? Wow, that's, that's a heavy question. That's one that I don't have the answer to. It's one that I can give some sort of advice to and sort of address, but um, this is not by any means going to be your final answer, okay? Um, there, are, there are two very evident courses of action, which is to stay in the church anyway and love them or to leave. Let's talk about leaving. You are going to leave if there's no other way for you to, uh, if it, I don't know, if, if it's anger or bitterness, if there's a problem or an issue, um, if people cast you out, if you've done everything you've tried, if you've done everything you could, if you've talked to people, maybe um, talk to your leader, talk to the pastor about that issue, but if you've opened up and hindi talaga, then I would recommend you tell somebody na, hey, I'm praying about leaving and moving to another church. They'll ask you why. They'll say, oh, because I really don't feel welcome here. And siyempre, that person is, you know, common courtesy, gonna do everything. No, why is it gonna... Uh, let me help you. Let me, I don't know, let me take you in or whatever. And at this point, you have the complete... Not authority. You have the complete liberty and agency. Champre, uh, you're going to have to really pray, actually pray about it and wait for the Holy Spirit to move. But if he tells you that it's time to leave and go to another church, then maybe you can try that. And you don't even have to do it all in one. Right? You can just, okay, one Sunday, uh, you know, I'll attend the morning service of my local church, but then I'll... Also, try, you know, going to the afternoon service afterwards of this other church. And let's see. And I meet people there and, and they're welcoming. Oh, let's see. Um, that's one course of action. And then you can gradually, if you really feel like that's a church for you. And then you, I think it's best, no? Na sabihin mo pa rin sa pastor mo. That, hey, I've been attending this other church. And I feel like the Holy Spirit's leading me there. Why? Oh, because I don't um, really feel at home here. And I feel like, you know, I'm growing more in that church. So there's 
there is that course of action which is one that should be taken with extreme caution, extreme love, and extreme even accountability to the right people and lots of prayer also. And if you're not at that point, then I recommend doing everything else. So talk muna to your friend there. Maybe ask for advice. Because um, that person will know you better than I do. I don't know you personally. Um, and that person will know your situation and can evaluate everything. And if you don't have any friends to help you there, or if your friend doesn't actually help you, maybe talk to a leader or talk to a pastor. And if you don't find anything at all, but maybe you can talk to your parents if they're in that position um, to help you. You can talk to whoever, but just talk to somebody. That's that's really my point here. And kung hindi talaga, you can't resolve that issue, then you can move. But do everything that you can to resolve whatever issue there was. No, um, I no Bible verses come to mind right now, except for we are one body, just different parts. So, the basabi ni Paul that the eye can't say, parang the hand can't say to the foot, or the eye can't say to the foot, parang ganon, uh, that I'm better than you, because um, we're all part of one body. So, just keep that in mind that we're all one body, we're all one church, we're all spiritual family in Jesus Christ, and moving out will should never be an act of bitterness, should never be motivated by anger. It should only be driven by love and driven by I love you guys you are an awesome bunch but I don't think this is home for me and I found a place that I feel more at home with and we're one house with many rooms I guess And that's it, no? That sums up all the questions that I picked out for today's podcast from that Twitter thread that I posted at uh, NatePunzalan6. If you guys want to follow me, if you want to ask more questions, if you want to add feedback, um, let me know. Because I like rambling, I like talking a lot. Eh. Uh, that's what I made this podcast for, really. For the people who want to hear me talk more. So these answers are a little longer, a little more drawn out, and contain a little more rambling. <coughs> Excuse me. And yung sa YouTube ko naman, which I haven't filmed yet, but when I do, you know, I plan to make the answers shorter and more straight to the point. Um, if you like that idea, then tweet me, let me know. If you don't like that idea, you want my YouTube video answers to be longer, or you want even these podcast episodes to be shorter. Uh, if you have a recommended time, like, hey, keep it to 30 minutes lang, uh, but, you know, what I know kasi about podcasts are, uh, you get, you can listen to it while doing, while doing whatever, while driving, while commuting, while folding clothes, whatever, diba? So, yeah, that's it. Thank you very much for listening, for staying till the end. Thank you for your feedback. Uh, please be polite when you send me the feedback, but I would really appreciate your feedback, no? Um, yeah. Let's use the Carpe DM together. I'll see you next week.